to give you guys a quick reminder, starting Monday next week, literally in like just a few days, I'm kicking off a free mini challenge. that's all about reclaiming your confidence. It's really, truly about feeling your best. So it's for the woman who's listening into this, who's ready to feel her best, like right now, like as we get to kick off the summer. So if that's you, five days, it's a mini challenge where we're going to show up, take small actions that are going to help us feel our best and regain that confidence, doing small things, not all the things, but small things that are going to make the biggest impact and just really, truly keeping promises to ourselves. Because I feel like that's how confidence is cultivated is when we show up and we keep the promises that we made to ourselves. So for five days, you guys, we're going to make food choices that support our best self. And I'll provide you with some amazing recipes that I'm loving currently. We're going to commit to moving our bodies. Don't worry. I got you. This is not as challenging as it might seem. I want to help you crush your daily water goals because hydration literally is most of the battle. And I'm going to empower you to get outside, get fresh air for at least 10 minutes a day. And I'm going to give you a couple of my favorite podcasts and resources to help you level up your mindset. And really, truly the best part, the secret sauce is going to be that you are with a community of like-minded women who are supporting you on your journey. So imagine how good you're going to feel as we kick off a fresh summer season. If for just five days, we make some choices that help us feel our best from the inside out. So if you are in, make sure that you check out the link below, because that is going to be exactly where all of this is happening in my free Facebook community. And I can't wait to welcome you in friends. So like two weeks ago on midweek motivation, we talked about, you know, when we feel stuck navigating those stuck seasons, right? And so I know that if you're here, you probably tuned into that episode. And if not, you can definitely go check it out. But if you're here, I know that that might be something that you're experiencing, those stuck spaces where you don't know what to do, that waiting season where, um, or maybe you're trying desperately to figure out whether or not to take a leap, whether it's in your business or in a relationship. Maybe you're navigating a big move coming up or just a substantial change to life as you know it. Maybe you're trying to conceive and you know that with that, like life is going to look a lot different once that baby comes in the world. So today's episode is for anyone who's ever had a difficult decision, just kind of weighing on them. Or like the woman who's been up in the middle of the night, making that pro con list, desperately searching for answers, desperately searching for direction, desperately searching for clarity. Today is for you. I want you to know that I've been there. And if I'm being real with you guys, I'm kind of in one of those seasons right now too. So I'm hoping that I can help you navigate these times in a tangible way that's actually helped me when I'm like real time searching for answers, searching for direction, searching for clarity. Because I also know that in those moments, for me at least, it's sensitive, like who you can share information with. Not because like you don't trust people, but simply because like, you can't share certain information until like other things kind of like fall into place. Right. And so you feel like you're just having these daily desperate searching for answer, direction, clarity conversations, like with yourself sometimes, and it can feel really freaking lonely. So I've been there and those seasons are tough. And so today, because this is a space where we get to like do life together, let's walk through it. So I want to take you guys back a little bit before our transition to Dallas, which is where Charlie, my husband, and I currently live with our two wiener dogs, Grace, who is currently sleeping in her dog bed. Fingers crossed she stays asleep while I'm recording. And Frankie, who is in my lap, um, who hopefully will not push me out of my chair while I'm recording. 
Um, but we currently live in Dallas, the three of us, the four of us, I guess I should include myself. <laughs> um, and before this transition to come here, we came into one of those, what do we do? Like rich, which road, which fork in the road do we take seasons? I'll take you back a little. So at that time, my husband was the executive director of a performing arts nonprofit and life was good. Life was good. We were living in California. We lived in a gorgeous area where you could like be to the beach in one direction. You can go to wine country in another direction. You can be like city life in another direction. You can go see snow if you wanted to go another direction. My brother lives in LA, so we could go down and like visit the Disney Hollywood area. And that was always fun. We had a tight friend group while we were there, a church we loved, community that had our back. He was doing meaningful work and he was excellent at it. And I was on the rise in my personal business and life really just felt good. It felt good. And I'll never forget, it's always like a random day, but it was this random Monday. I'm pretty sure it was a president's day. Oh, I don't know, but it was definitely one of those like random days of the week. Um, and he got a call with a job offer. And it would be something that would move, ultimately move us away from all the things that were good. And I have to be honest, for a long time, when we knew we were navigating this decision, we felt stuck. So like on one hand, life was really good. So why change? You know, like, like I said, it was good there. But on the other hand, we could see where like life could improve for starters. <laughs> we're living in the Bay Area. And if you're familiar, it is one of the most expensive areas to live in. And owning a home was just like not in our cards at the time at all. So at the time we were renting a house and it was, I think, like a little over 3K a month. And as much as we loved that house, it wasn't ours. Um, but also the house, like it was not the dream home. It didn't have a dishwasher. It didn't have a garage that we were allowed to use. We didn't have AC in the house. Y'all, it gets hot in California. We didn't have any AC. Um, I love a good bathtub. I don't know. Some people aren't like, don't love baths, but I do. And it didn't have a bathtub, which I hated. And it just didn't have other amenities. Like it was an old house. And so it didn't have these amenities you'd want in like a dream house or truly like any house. Um, and one of the big things was it didn't have space for us if we wanted to expand our family. And so when we looked ahead at moving to Texas, we realized that the move would open up doors for us, um, but it would also come with like losing some things that we really loved. So we were torn. Life looked good, but maybe this was like that life raft that was coming to save us, you know, and we were moving to better maybe more towards from a good life to like an excellent or exceptional life. And I really think like if you and I were sitting down, like having coffee, having wine, sitting together, I think that's the first place I'd go if I were in your shoes and you were coming to me and you're like, man, I am navigating this really tough decision. This is good. This might be better, but I don't know. And the first thing I would ask you is what would life look like in 10 years if you stay? We asked ourselves that question. We had to get really honest and look at, okay, in 10 years, if we just stay business as usual, nothing changes, where will we be? And then we compared that to what would it look like in 10 years if we go, if we take the leap? And like I said, this is an ongoing question. We keep asking each other over and over again and just checking in. It wasn't like a one and done thing. And, and yes, it, it did keep me up at night with like the pro con list that I kind of talked about earlier in the episode, but it helped also to lead our hearts even when it felt scary, it helped us guide our steps. But an even more powerful question that 
I got from this season that has taken me into this next season and has been with me through Texas are five words that I'd check in with daily and not even daily, honestly, moment by moment at times in the season so that we didn't get just simply stuck in like the stuck in the, stuck in the waiting. Um, Cause I know how easy that can happen when you're in a season where you're trying to decide whether you should leap or stay or move or go or whatever it is. A lot of times we get so caught up in waiting that we get paralyzed and we stop really living. And so it was a, it was a string of words that when we asked ourselves, it helped us find ways to live even when we felt stuck between like these two worlds. And here's the question we asked, what's the next best thing? It's five words. What's the next best thing? But those five words help me navigate tough decisions. And if you're listening today and you're not really in a waiting stuck, like big decision-making season, I also know that without a doubt that that question can be transformative for you as well. What's the next best thing? So like, let's make it even smaller than a tough decision. When your alarm clock doesn't go off and you hit snooze seven times, what's the next best thing? When you feel sick from how much you ate or drank the night before, what's the next best thing you can do for yourself? When you snapped at your spouse on his way out the door, what's the next best thing you can do? When you fell off the wagon of moving your body, what is the next best thing? And this question helps guide me in the short term so that I can make better decisions without beating myself up for what happened before that moment, right? Because I I can get into the headspace where like my alarm didn't go off and I hit snooze or my alarm did go off and I hit snooze seven times. And now I'm going to beat myself up about it. Or I could say, what's the next best thing I can do? Okay, tonight, I'm going to get a good night's rest. I'm going to set out my clothes and I'm going to have a game plan for the morning. That's the next best thing I can do. Or like I could beat myself up about like, man, I snapped at my spouse. Like I didn't want to have that kind of attitude first thing in the morning and he's out the door and that's it. Or I could, instead of beating myself up, I could text him. What's the next best thing? Shoot him a message, apologize, make it right. What's the next best thing when you fall off the wagon of moving your body? Man, you could sit here and just beat yourself up or next best thing, you could decide, you know what? I didn't work out this morning because I hit snooze seven times, right? <laughs> and I snapped at my spouse on the way out the door and I'm just having a really freaking bad day. Or you could say, and on my lunch break, I'm going to go take a walk outside. I'm going to get some fresh air, going to move my body on my lunch break. Like you can literally make the next best choice. You don't have to wait for a new year. You don't have to wait for a Monday. You don't have to wait for permission. You can literally make the next choice you make the next best choice. Because those, those short-term decisions, you guys, they determine your long-term life. And I personally feel like if I can just string together more and more short-term wins, I'm building a life that I'm really freaking proud of. One that honors my best self, not my perfect self, because that doesn't exist but my best self, the one that's human that falls down and also gets back up because I'm not always going to get this right. That's the beauty of this question. It's the bounce back for me. It's how you get back up from your humanity, from your imperfection. And I think you guys that that counts more than anything else. So even if you're navigating a really short-term decision, what's the next best thing? But even if you're navigating a really long-term decision that's big and scary and comes with a lot of weight to it, asking yourself, what's the next best thing in this moment? It's going to connect you closer to that answer 
rather than just waiting and stressing and worrying. Because I think it's the mites and maybes that keep us up at night. Maybe I should start that dream business of mine. Maybe I should leave this toxic environment. Maybe I should stay home with my kids while they're still young. Maybe I should take better care of myself before I get sick. Maybe like you fill in the blank. We all have those. And we all handle decision-making in different ways. But regardless of how you navigate that process, I personally think unmade decisions hold power. It's like, for me, a grip that almost feels suffocating in every part of my day. It's something like where I just get in this like nonstop loop. I can't stop thinking about it. And so when I can take like some power over the mites and the maybes, and I can just say, what's the next best thing that gives me my power back. And you guys, the tough decisions you're navigating, or even the decisions that are making you feel guilty about your choices, keep in mind that that's on top of like 35,000 decisions. It's estimated that we make daily. There's going to be tough decisions and there's simply just decisions you make. And we have a lot of decisions on the day-to-day that we're not even thinking about. So whether you're navigating like the big stuff, like the cross-country move, a diagnosis, a new season of motherhood, or you're simply just deciding like, what's the best thing I should eat for lunch today? I feel like when you narrow it down, when you get narrow and you say, what's the next best thing for me to do? It's so powerful. It helps you get out of like the big picture that for me gets really paralyzing at times. And it helps you get away from like those what ifs, the maybes, the mites, and it helps you come back to yourself to break down like what matters most in this moment and then string those next best choices together with the trust that the next choice is going to lead you closer to the next best choice. Like every choice I take in that direction, I have trust that it's leading me somewhere, even if I can't see it yet, even if I don't know how it's all going to pan out. And honestly, more often than not, it pans out and plays out better for me than I was actually like imagining in the first place. So I don't know who this is for today, but I know that I'm in a season right now where we're like all over again, navigating tough decisions. Those ones where it's like, this is good, but this might be better. And I promise you that in real time, I'm using these questions. I'm using the question of, you know, what will life look like in 10 years if I stay in this spot? If, if we just do business as usual, what will 10 years look like from now? If we leap, if we go for it. And that's really helping us to guide it. But then in like real time on a day-to-day basis, we're just asking ourselves, what's the next best thing? And then trusting that that as we string those together is going to lead us closer and closer to what that tough decision is ultimately going to look like for us. So I pray that they give you peace and ownership the way that it gives me peace and ownership. I get peace about it because I'm not so stressed out on like how it's all going to pan out but it also gives me ownership of how I show up right now in this moment. And like real-time example, yesterday, the day was wide open and we were trying to decide what to do. And knowing right now what's potentially ahead of us in this season, we decided that we wanted to enjoy our home and our pool. And for us, that was the next best choice. We didn't want to worry. We didn't want to stress over the choices. We didn't want to try to like force clarity or grip tightly to controlling something. That Those were not best choices. For us, the next best choice often just looks like living in the moment and being fully present wherever our feet are. And I hope the same for you, sis, that thing that you're worried about, the clarity that you need, 
it's coming. Don't rush the process because in doing so, you're rushing past life. Slow it down. Bring it narrow. Ask yourself, what's the next best thing for me or us or the family in this moment? And then go and do that thing. And P.S. As scary as the leap was to leave California and move to Texas, it was one of the best decisions we could have ever made. It's opened doors to new opportunities and growth that never would have happened if we had played small and stayed where life was just good. So it's also in looking back on the benefits of your like past yeses that outweighed the uncomfy part 